0: yeah go ahead start. I'll be over in a minute time temperature and concentration read the work order safety glasses you're not done with that yet hey put on some gloves. Can you please just follow the process? Make sure you put your respirator away. Solvent rags go over the side of the trash can. Where's your wet film gauge? Make sure you're putting tags back on the parts. Did you milk that? Put your tools away. This Jace. I'm Jace Kayser, and this is cast episode 10. I said I was going to try to at least get a few more podcasts in by the end of August, so I'm trying to stick to that word. Um, just by myself again today, still trying to get schedules coordinated so Chloe and I can interview some great guests that we want to get on the show and just having a hard time schedules to match up so i thought that i would do another podcast on car restorations and what role kaiser plays in the blasting and coatings portion of that we got a theme coming up on that so i'm just going to take the approaches how would jace kaiser me do a car restoration and um if i misname some parts or i leave some things out i apologize most of my car experience comes from dirt track racing um i'm not super passionate about old cars um from the past that were you know basically street cars muscle cars um but i'm a, been around race cars enough that i know what most of the components are and we've seen a ton of car restorations come through kaiser And we just kind of help with the getting the rust and old, old paint off and maybe doing a little powder coating on it. But we don't usually, we're not doing any of the reassembly, right? And we don't get to see a finished product, but here's how I would go about doing it. if I had an old um, car that I wanted to restore back to new, first of all, I would just fully disassemble everything. I would get it as far disassembled as possible. Um, I'd gut the car, and what I mean, gut the car, so I'd go onto the interior, and I'd pull out all the seats, the floorboard, the roof liner, get the dash and all the gauges out, um, steering column all out. So basically, when you look inside um, of the body, it's just a metal can basically. And um, I'd remove all the glass, get all that out of there, um, take out the engine and all the drive line and the fuel cell um remove the body from the uh frame itself um and you know the body contains multiple pieces so you'd be taking off the hood pull all the doors off um and kind of you know strip the interior portion of the door so it sits down to to bare steel um get all the handles and everything out of it Um, remove the fenders almost always the front fenders will come off of Pretty much any car that that comes through Kaiser, rear fenders sometimes come off as well, so that it's possible get those off. Um, I'd pull the trunk lid off. So basically, I'd have a a body, just like the shell of the body, um, where where you would normally sit, right? And um, that would be kind of off by itself, separate, because I'd have that removed from the frame. I'd have a hood laying there. I'd have if it's a two door, I'd have two doors laying there. I'd have couple front fenders um and a trunk lid and all that would be separate you know, and everything gutted only thing left on it would just be rust and old paint and it is steel there's no no anything else um a rotisserie is really not needed for a car restoration since i've never done one and if i was doing one for the first time i don't have a rotisserie so i wouldn't be putting it on one experienced car restoration um people would, right, because it makes it easier. Uh, but I would not have that. And it's real. It's not necessary for the blasting and painting process. It'd make it easier, um, but it's not necessary. So I wouldn't put it on a rotisserie. And so, so if I've got all the body pieces off to the side in my shop and all separated out and all gutted and, and down to bare metal, now I've got basically a rolling frame sitting in front of me. So I have a frame with all the suspension and rear end and wheels in it still. Motor's out, transmission's out drive shafts out of it but it's still a rolling car with shocks and springs and everything so i would keep going and i would disassemble everything that's attached to that frame so i'd pull all the you know tires off tires and wheels off um all the suspension would come off with the control arms and trailing arms and shocks and springs and rear end anything that bolts onto that frame i'd get it off of there so then i'd just be left with a bare frame and i kind of i'd set that frame off to the side And then I would take apart the suspension pieces further. So just just because I have them removed from the frame doesn't mean that they're fully taken apart. So I'd be pulling out uh, the ball joints out of the control arms. I'd be pulling um, the rod ends or himes out of the tire rods, um, removing any seals or bearings in anything that that I wanted to uh, get redone. Um, Then I'd go through and just get off of the frame, everything off the body, the frame, and all those suspension parts, I'd get any excessive grease off of those parts. And there's going to be excessive grease uh, on old uh, parts and pieces off of a car. And so I just scrape that off with a, with a putty knife. It doesn't, it wouldn't have to be perfect, but I'd be trying to get the excess nasty goo off of there. Um, before I send it off to the blaster, um, so now we've got so we got the body and all the parts off to the side we've got a bare frame off to the side we've got all the suspension kind of taken apart as far as we can um if it's a car you're gonna have a rear end typically if you're doing a truck you have a front end and a rear end on the rear end um i'm gonna keep taking that apart um i'm a racer and and i take everything all the way down to as far as i can go and rebuild it so i would i'd be just just fine and comfortable taking apart the rear end um so, axles would come out of it. Um, rear cover would come off of it. Pull the uh, ring and pinion gear out of it. Um, drain all the oil out of it first, obviously, and pull it. Um, there would be some seals in there. Pull those all out. So, now I just have a, a bare rear-end housing um, that's ready for blasting. And, and everything's just off of there. Um, on old uh, vehicles, you have quite a bit of parts and pieces that kind of mount or bolt on out by the hub assemblies by each wheel that has to do with uh the braking components calipers and things like that so that would all be removed from the the rear end and all separated out the best i could um i wouldn't probably try to redo or restore the the braking system i'd probably buy new modifications um new versions of something that was similar to the year of the vehicle um i'm sure those are out there and so i wouldn't try to redo like brake calipers um and you know i wouldn't be using reusing the same brake pads and things main reason why is like redoing the old brake calipers and blasting them and, and powder coating them it's just a real pain and they're never going to really work right after you do that in my opinion so i'd be getting new of that um but as far as all the other pieces, like if they're just steel pieces, I mean, I'm going to be trying to use those the best I can um, unless they're totally rusted through or something like that. But anything that moves and has ball joints and et cetera, um, heims and rod ends, probably getting all that, definitely getting it all off before before I do any blasting or powder coating. But then probably probably getting new of that if I can, just because all that stuff isn't probably going to work that well it's probably all rusted crappy anyway and and you're not really going to be able to clean that up well with a blasting process without ruining it so so now we've got everything taken apart and let's just say i'm going to do this whole thing myself right so like i took it all apart and now like i'm going to blast it myself and if i'm going to prime anything and powder coat so if i'm going to blast um you know, I'm going to be using crushed glass on the body parts that are really thin sheet metal because, uh, don't want to warp it with steel grit. And then, uh, the frame I'm going to use steel grit on all the, um, suspension parts. I'm going to use steel grit on the small pieces I'm going to do in our blast cabinet. Um, I don't like blasting with crushed glass cause it takes forever. So I'm gonna say that for last. Um, so I'm going to probably blast the frame first and all of the suspension pieces. Uh, Probably going to get a part count. Getting a little ahead of myself. Probably going to get a part count of all of the bolt-on suspension pieces. You're going to have a lot. If you're doing a full car restoration and you're trying to reuse as much of the original stuff as you can, you're going to have a lot of suspension pieces and then just a lot of sheet metal panels, radiator supports, and inner fenders that you're going to have to... Um, they're probably good enough to reuse. So I would make a list of all that because it's hard to keep track of. You could be upwards, of, you're probably 60, 75, 100 pieces. Um, and we've done that on quite a few jobs at Kaser. So it's a lot easier if you list all that out so you don't accidentally lose something. Um, then start going through the blasting process. Uh, I'm going to powder coat as much as I can so after we get it blasted. So the frame, I'm I'm powder coating that. For sure, okay. Um, I'm not even entertaining the thought of liquid painting a car frame um, just because, in my opinion, it's not going to hold up near as well as powder coating. We're going to do a great uh, job blasting it down to near white metal. There's not going to be any rust left. And then we're going to go and do a really good pre-treatment with iron phosphate on it. And then then I'm probably going to do, probably going with a 20% gloss black of powder, getting a good film build and that's going to be the best in my opinion um for the longevity of that frame going forward and most economical but really i I think it's going to be the best for disc corrosion protection and chipping and anything i think powder is going to be the best for a frame uh same thing with all the suspension pieces um there's going to be some masking involved usually when you when, when when we're going to blast and powder coat old car parts There's not a lot of masking that has to be done for blast. There's some spots that are machined and polished. But um, most of the areas are pretty darn rusty, and they need the rust removed, and it's okay if a blast profile gets on it. So there's typically not a lot of masking with duct tape needed for blasting because all those um sensitive pieces are usually joint moving movable joints that you already took off anyway because you're going to replace those anyway because they don't work anymore because it's old and r- all rusted and we're not gonna we're not gonna make that joint new again by blasting it and coating it just it's not gonna work so after blasting uh get all the parts hung up it's gonna be a lot be multiple carts because we said it could be up to 100 pieces so we're going to pre-treat all that with iron phosphate again then we're going to do quite a bit of masking before we powder coat if we got any threads we're going to plug those if we got any machine surfaces we're going to mask those if we have any thing that we know has to bolt back together and has tight tolerances we're going to be doing some plugging and capping and masking Our best success is when customers communicate with us what they want done. And so if this was my own restoration, I would have known how it came apart or been marking that as I took it apart. So I knew like, okay, this area definitely needs to be masked. And I would know any of the stuff that I didn't mark that, then I'm fine to just go ahead and blast and power coat those areas. But I would I would make notes to myself as I was taking it apart so I would know the sense of areas I would protect so it would make my life easy when I go to reassemble it. And I don't have to like grind off or file off fresh powder coating because I accidentally put it on something that I shouldn't have. So communication and and note taking on on the disassembly is could it can be really helpful when you go to do the the final coating. So get all that masked We get all that powder coated I'm probably going with the same color on all the suspension components as I did on the frame um a 20 percent black and then then that's all done right so that that's good it's ready really to start assembly on that portion of it um but what are we going to do with the body so I said I don't really like blasting with crushed glass even though it's just kind of a necessary evil Um, because it takes forever but it does a really good job so now i need to blast all of the body pieces and um, it's going to take a long time with crushed glass so i'm going to set a whole weekend aside probably for that long days too um and get all that blasted get all the rust off probably if it's an old you know older vehicle floorboards might be rusted out rear trunk might be rusted out in some spots um so i'm going to expect to blow some holes through and in some spots going to be really careful on the roof so I don't warp that get all of my other miscellaneous hood and doors and fenders and all blasted um and then after that I'm definitely not going to be doing any finished body painting um with you know body work and clear coating it's not a specialty of ours so I'm gonna to rely on some of my other friends in the industry that do auto body repair and painting to do the finish paint. But I understand that I don't want everything that I just took a lot of hours to blast well and perfectly. Um, I don't want that to rust before, um, my, the people that I'm going to have do the body work work on it. So I'm going to go ahead and prime that myself. And, um, so can we prime that with pow- Could I prime that with powder coating? probably not a good idea why uh because warping again so we got to use crushed glass to blast thin car body parts so anything to do with car body is usually thin sheet metal we need crushed glass for that so we don't heat it up and warp it so you know heating it up and warping go hand in hand crushed glass helps eliminate that if i was going to prime that with powder coating how do i cure the powder coating in an oven with a lot of heat probably gonna warp these thin sheet metal panels right the body the roof fenders, doors so it's just really not a good idea to put that in the oven and put expose it to a lot of heat because while it's if it's old it's gonna need body work it's gonna have dents right and it's gonna have spots that it rusted out if you got a, a piece that you start to warp and make it wavy that's extremely difficult to do body work to that and make it be smooth again so not going to do any powder coating on the body parts the thin sheet metal that's all going to be a liquid coating i'm going to use an epoxy primer one that's pretty common um for auto body shops so they're comfortable top coating over it i'm going to get that all set up in the liquid booth and take my time and make sure that we get good coverage everywhere if I have spots where I know that I'm going to have to like cut a floorboard out, cause it's just super rusted. Like there's no way like I'm going to have to cut a, a two foot by two foot section out and, and put in a new piece of sheet metal. Then I'm probably gonna either not put much paint there, or I'm gonna just do a quick masking out of it, lay a rag or some masking paper in that spot just so when I go to cut it out and re-weld that I'm not having to worry about grinding off any primer. So there might be some spots that I leave raw or just like have a little bit of overspray on. I don't really put a lot of primer on, and I don't really care if that area rusts further. Cause I know I'm going to cut it out and re-weld it anyway. Okay. So I get all the priming done. So for the most part, it's covered the spots that need to be covered. And, um, so that means it's not going to rust between, now and the time i need to do body work or or have someone do the body work for me and do the finish painting um but then i'm going to take it back to um the shop where i disassembled it at and uh get to work on on just the spots that are that's going to take some cutting grinding and welding right and because uh, there's going to be those parts so you get all that done you got some spots now that are are bare metal unblasted not primed but most of the rest of the body's primed so how am i going to handle that you know i mean i'm jace kaiser so i i love blasting i love coatings um you've heard me say multiple times that i you know it needs to have a blast profile i want to have good adhesion um but i already primed this thing so am i going to go and blast that again probably not but i really don't like the idea of of just taking it to the body shop now and have having some part of it that's not r- blasted, and we're just gonna prime over that new sheet metal in the, you know, a three foot by three foot section in the trunk because the trunk bottom of the trunk was gone, and a two foot by two foot section on the passenger floorboard because that was gone. So you know maybe I made a mistake because <laughs> there's really nothing like I'm not gonna go reblast that definitely because I mean I'll I'll basically re- be reblasting the entire thing and then priming it again so I'm not going to do that so at this point it kind of is what it is right and so what I'm trying to illustrate is that like if you get it all blasted and primed and then you have to go in and do some cutting and grinding and re-adding some new pieces of sheet metal you're not going to get blast that all again you're not going to blast that tiny area probably either you're just going to go ahead and try to sand that clean it up sand it the best you can shoot a little more primer on the areas that you replaced and then it's going to go and get top coated so if you want it to be 100 percent blasted everywhere and just be like absolutely perfect if you think that's necessary my opinion is that may not be necessary that may be okay um but you would want to get everything blasted do all your cutting and grinding and body work then blast it again then prime it you know but that adds quite a bit of cost and a lot of time to the restoration process so so i would do it the way i just said i would blast like I said originally, blast all the body parts, prime them, stay away from areas I knew I had to replace. I'd replace them, clean up the the small sections that I replaced and shoot some more primer on that and then send it off. I wouldn't do any more blasting in between. So now we've blasted and primed the body and done some miscellaneous repair and we've sent it to the body shop for body work and finished painting we've blasted the main frame of the vehicle and powder coated it um we blasted all of the piece parts and components powder coated those and so we're we're basically ready to start reassembling right and um body's off somewhere right it's off at the auto body place and so I'm going to start putting the, the frame back together and putting the suspension pieces back on it and inevitably there's going to be some areas that some holes that i should have plugged some threads that i that got missed and didn't get plugged that i'm have to chase with a tap um i have to do some sanding and filing and grinding to get some of the pieces to go back together just because there's a little too much powder in certain spots that's inevitable hopefully most of it got masked the way it was supposed to but it's inevitable that you're going to have some some fit up issues after you do blasting and powder coating so I'm going to get all that put back together. And then when I get the the body back, you know, the body's getting put back on and, and you just keep assembling from there. So that's how I would go about doing it. You know, hopefully um, that answers some questions for customers. Uh, if you take this 20 minutes to listen to this, um, you're wondering how you want to do, how Kaiser would like to see you do a car restoration, meaning how would we like the parts to come to us so we can do the best job for you. Um, that's kind of what I just covered. If we, if you just kind of step back through what we talked about, that'll kind of tell you how we like to see, to see the parts come to us. And that's how we can do the best job for you. Uh, the summary is just as far disassembled and gutted as possible. Keep track and keep a list of all the parts and, um, be detailed on the areas that you know that you want masked and communicate that. And really from there everything should be good so that pretty much sums up how jace kaiser would do a car restoration we'll have like i said as soon as we can as soon as schedules work out we're gonna have me and chloe back at it within a guest on here we, ha- we really have a few that we really want to get on here we just can't get the schedules to quite match up but they're really going to be good episodes when we get them recorded um I'm kind of enjoying getting back in the routine and using all my my recording gear, so I'll keep doing these by myself um, as I have time. And uh, if you want to hear anything in particular, um, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to keep going along with the themes we're doing on social. Um, comment below. If you can subscribe to the podcast or share it to your friends, that would be really great. And um, send us emails if you have certain topics that you want me to cover. I might pull Chloe in pretty soon. I mean, her might just do one by ourselves if we can't can't get a guest on. But uh, we will talk to you again soon. We'll be recording uh, another episode as soon as we can. So this was Kazercast episode 10. Thanks for listening.